0: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to this week's episode of Tokyo Confidential. This is your host, Alan, and this week we'll shift our folks away from Japan's train stations to a curious piece of World War II history, the audacious and very real plan by American war planners in the closing months of World War II to dye Mount Fuji Black. In the waning months of World War II, as the likelihood of a land invasion of the Japanese home islands loomed the United States Joint Intelligence Center-Pacific Oceans Area, or JICPOA, instituted a new psychological warfare unit under the command of Colonel Dana Johnston. While psychological warfare, which can include propaganda broadcasts, leaflet drops, and other actions designed to demoralize enemy soldiers and civilian populations, played an important role in the war effort, the occasional head-scratcher of an idea emerged from the murky world of JICPOA psyops. In the case of the newly formed psychological warfare unit, Perhaps the most bold, if not quirky, campaign considered was a mission to dye the revered Mount Fuji black as a psychological blow against the Japanese. Aside from serving as an unmistakable point of reference for American bomber crews, Japan's iconic Mount Fuji was frequently invoked by both Allied and Japanese propaganda efforts. An ingrained symbol of Japanese culture with deep spiritual and historical meaning, the image of Fujiyama was seen as a potent tool by propagandists on both sides. As Dr. David Fedman, an expert at UC Irvine on late World War II bombing campaigns against Japan notes, Mount Fuji was, quote, cast by the Japanese as an alpine feature that bound the swelling imperial sphere together, the sacred epicenter of the greater East Asia co-prosperity sphere, end quote. Leaflets dropped on the battlefield in the Japanese home islands by the Allies commonly featured renderings of the famed peak, often alongside ominous images of American B-29 bombers with messages designed to appeal to soldiers and civilians' sense of nostalgia, duty, home, and family. That Mount Fuji would then become a physical target of Allied psyops is not surprising. As detailed in a declassified 1945 memo from Colonel Johnston to Jikpo's commanding officer, General Joseph Twitty, the proposed operation would, quote, give Fujiyama with some color other than that seasonably endowed by nature, end quote. In other words, the plan called for the marshalling of considerable manpower and equipment to dye Mount Fuji black. The idea may sound outlandish to modern sensibilities, but the approach was standard. Dr. Fedman points out that Jikpoa embraced a culture of creativity and officers were encouraged to share proposals, no matter how ludicrous, that never left the planning stage. In the case of Mount Fuji, Colonel Johnston dutifully explained to General Twitty in his memo that the proposed action would ultimately prove impractical, ineffective, and even counterproductive. Largely covered in snow from October through June, The 12,365-foot peak, Colonel Johnston noted, would require frequent missions to re its 370 square miles surface after each snowfall. Moreover, persistent cloud cover shrouding Mount Fuji in colder months would limit the visual impact to those in the immediate vicinity of the mountain. While Colonel Johnston noted that local superstitious farmers might experience a psychological shock at waking up to a newly dyed Mount Fuji, the broader population would remain unaware of the change. Colonel Johnson further posited that even if successful in the face of logistical hurdles, such an operation might unintentionally provide the Japanese with propaganda ammunition of their own. Indeed, Johnson's memo theorizes that the Japanese government could seize upon the action as, quote, an inhuman act of the beastly enemy, end quote. Not to mention the propaganda value in declaring the proposed action a desecration of a national shrine, which, in fact, Colonel Johnston conceded parenthetically, it is. Ultimately, the ambitious plan came to naught. It was recommended to General Twitty that Jikpoa instead stick with the tried-and-true campaigns of simply dropping leaflets over civilian populations on the home island, invoking Mount Fuji on paper being the better tactic than physically altering the peak. While the proposed campaign remains a quaint historical footnote from the closing months of World War II, the episode did spark one enduring legacy, an internet urban legend in the early 2000s of a plot by the Office of Strategic Services, the forerunner of the CIA, to paint the iconic mountain a bright red using 30,000 planes. That does it for this week's episode of Tokyo Confidential. Be sure to check out our Substack page at tokyoconfidential.substack.com, where we will post a copy of the Colonel Johnston memo obtained from the U.S. National Archive. Special thanks to Atlas Obscura, who published an earlier version of this article, on which today's episode is based. We hope to see you all again next week when we will examine the factors behind the disappearance of trash cans in rail stations across Japan. As always, stay safe and keep curious.